habits are super hard to break. And there's real reasons why that's the case, but I wanted to show you very easy, a five-step process for how I go about changing my habits, putting cues in place for me to actually change things that are part of my innate functioning and help me to make changes that are reasonable and actionable. I hope you enjoy. Hey mama, are you in your third trimester and starting to freak out about the postpartum period? We'll take a deep breath and welcome to the new mom naturopath podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, a naturopathic physician and a fellow mom who's been in your shoes. From mindset techniques to holistic strategies for your health, we'll empower you to navigate motherhood with confidence and vitality. So grab a comforting cup of tea, or who are we kidding, coffee, and let's dive in to this incredible chapter of your life. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Can I let you in on a little secret? You're probably spending way too much time preparing for labor and not enough time preparing for postpartum. Postpartum is a zillion times longer, and I want to help you with it. So check out my free training at www.thenewmomnaturopath.com. That's thenewmomnaturopath.com. It's a 40-minute training that helps you prepare for postpartum with confidence. Creating new habits, whether it's done in postpartum or any other time in your life, is difficult. And the reason for this is that habits are meant for efficiency. They're meant to make it so that you don't have to use that frontal cortex or the front part of your brain which requires a lot of energy expenditure in order to do tasks efficiently and effectively. And in terms of the way that you're doing things in postpartum, postpartum's always a time where your body's going to do efficiently what it can do, especially since it literally does not have the energy to do the other things. And so I wanted to show you my Galloway Mindset Method for how I go about looking at my own patterns and rewriting them. So the first thing I do is witness, and I don't mean judge. I mean literally look at how your um, your habits, your current habits are affecting you, how you want them to be. This is just not judging yourself for, for what the disconnect is between what is happening and what isn't happening. And once I collect data through just witnessing, um, this is the part of my life that I just cannot get right. So for instance... The dishes are one of my Achilles heels next to the laundry. I haven't figured out the laundry solution yet, but I'll let you know when it's when I've tried. But it, for instance, getting dishes done for me has been taking a long time for me to just sit and look at how I do the dishes, what I don't like about how I currently do the dishes, and what is the bottleneck, like what is happening. And that leads me to my second point. And that when I'm witnessing something, I also collect as much data as I can in order to reflect on a couple of thoughts. The number one thing I do is, can I change this? Is this a habit that I can change or is this a circumstance I have control over changing? If the answer is yes, then we move on. And if it's no, then I need to work on changing my mindset around it, not changing my actions. So that leads me to a different kind of flow chart that I might get to in a different podcast. But reflecting on it, can I change this? If I can change it, then I need to assess where the bottleneck is. Now, for instance, with 
the dishes, the bottleneck was two things. The bottleneck was I wasn't taking my dishes to the sink and I wasn't taking the time to do them. I wasn't scheduling the time to do them. And the third thing that was in the way was that I was not putting a garbage can that was empty and not piled high with garbage next to the sink so that I could get rid of the food. And then third, my dishwasher broke and I had to go get it fixed. And, you know, I didn't want to, (laughs) it was like a long list of other things. Like I didn't want maintenance to come into my house because it was a mess. So I had to clean and then I didn't have time to clean and all the things. But you get the point. I go back to what the root cause is and try to find out if I can find that one little domino that will help me set everything else into place. And if I don't witness, if I don't take data, and if I don't analyze what's wrong, I'm never going to get to the point of where I need to fix something. And then the third thing I do is repair. I know that sometimes my actions, especially ones that are of habit that I don't like, affect others around me. So where are ways I need to repair with others around me that let them know I'm working on something. Let them know I'm working on something, that I'm moving forward, that I'm making changes. And this allows me to, one, make sure that I repair relationships that have been damaged by old habits. But two, also gives me accountability because I'm telling someone, hey, I'm going to make this change so that you're not affected. And so whether it's to my two-year-old son or my husband or whoever it is, I'm able to make the changes I need to make moving forward. And then the next step is forgive, to forgive. Now, sometimes this means forgiving other people, and I will reciprocate this or I will emphasize this. Forgiveness is not a... um, permissible statement. It's not a, you can continue to do things to me. It is not stating that a behavior is okay or not okay. It is not a judgment on someone. What it is, is you saying, I'm no longer going to hold this as an emotion or a feeling that will prevent me from my future. You're releasing the energy it is taking to be angry, mad, upset, whatever feelings that are felt that are normal and real and rational. And saying I'm not going to use my energy to, to, to point my, my thoughts towards that and I'm going to change my, change my thoughts towards something else. And sometimes there's actually people that we need to talk to and forgive. But for me personally, what I have to do is forgive myself because a lot of times I've witnessed, I've collected the data, I've repaired with people that I love, I've worked on changing my habits, I've created systems and changes and all these things and I'm still back at this forgiveness stage because I still feel like I failed because I've gone through this cycle again. I've done this process. I've done this process. I've done this. Why am I here? And this is especially really important during postpartum because there's going to be a lot of times where you're not able to follow through. You're not able to actually make the changes that you need to make because you don't have that frontal cortex energy. You don't have excess energy in postpartum. All you have is the ability to move forward and push forward. And so... I have to take the time to forgive myself and know, like, this is normal. And this is when I go back. If you go back to the episode, I think it's last Thursday. It's called um, How to Handle Emotions in Postpartum. And I go through the four ends process of figuring out how I can better address my um, anger or frustration with myself and my inability to move forward. And also to have a more realistic picture of what better is And then finally, the last thing is change. And change is where you actually take the steps to move. You take the action to change. You make a habit loop. You create a routine. You 
um, establish cues around your, your apartment to make small changes. Now, the key to this cycle is that one, it's a cycle. It's going to happen over and over and over and over again. It never has a beginning or an end. It doesn't have a starting point. It doesn't ever have an ending point. It's constantly growth and movement. It's a spiral, not a destination. And I say this because I, I mentioned this in my, in my Instagram stories today, was that you are not looking, especially in the time of postpartum, to make changes of getting better at anything, whether it be being a good mom, changing your thought patterns, changing your diet, whatever it is, or even just creating routines for yourself so that you can support yourself during postpartum, like having laundry completed or having dishes done. We're talking about incremental small shifts that lead to massive changes over time, a 1% change over time that adds up. Because if you've ever heard of it, there's the king that asks the servant as a, as a reward for a good deed he's done, would you rather have a million dollars now or would you have a coin that multiplies, that compounds itself daily at 1% daily? Or that doubles every day, like a coin, one, a one set coin that doubles every day over the next 20 years. And if you were to know that that penny doubling every day over the next 10 years would be worth far more than the $1 million, you would take that delayed effect. And that's exactly what change has to happen. And that quote, that story is an old one, but it's one that I read in, um, oh goodness, there's the, so many books on this concept, but um, Atomic Habits, I think, is the one that actually had that story directly in it. You cannot get to where you want to go by massive goals, because a lot of times when you take 40 steps forward and 10 back, you're not getting as far as if you just took two steps a day. Make your goals tangible, make them small, and always look for the 1%, not the 99%. And as we go through school, especially in the U.S., on the grading system of the U.S., we're always taught you want the A, which is 90% or above in most cases. I know there's a lot of different variables, but for most schools, 90% or above is an A. And when you think about that, what that conditions you to think is that when you go through life, you should get 9 out of every 10 questions right. And you get in that mindset of feeling, of the feeling that you get when you get questions right more than you get them wrong, especially at a high percentage. And so when you're learning and growing and actually developing skills in life, you're not going to build them at a 90% success rate. You're going to build them at a 45% success rate. You're going to build them sometimes at a 10% success rate. The idea is that you're trying to get 1% better every day. You're not trying to go from 10 to 90. You're trying to go from 10 to 11, and then 11 to 12. We're making small incremental shifts over time that lead you to massive results as you develop and as you learn. And that can only happen through this cycle that I described to you today, where you're going from witness, reflect, repair, forgive, and then change. And if you notice, most of these steps are mindset shifts and not actual tangible action. But I will say that none of these are easy to do without that step of action. So remind yourself that while thought work is amazing, 
a lot of times the action comes from actually doing the work that you need to do, which means setting the alarms, putting the post-its everywhere, making a reminder for yourself. And then this past Sunday, I was on a coaching call. I know that I've talked about this before, but I'm in Crabtree's um, No BS Weight Loss. And one of her coaches actually said on the call that we're dealing with urges. We're dealing with urges. We're trying to change our habits and change our mindset. And so everyone always has the question of like, how do I just say no? How do I stop eating the ice cream? Or how do I not put that as a habit every night? Like, what am I, I just want it. I really want it. And the voice is so hard to say no to. And she was like, well, then don't say no. Say like, whenever you see that snack and you really, really want it, it's not on your plan and you're not following what we want you to do, then set a timer and say to yourself, I can have it if I want it in 10 minutes. And then once you get back, if you still really, 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 really want it, then you can have all that you want. But also ask yourself, can I wait five more minutes? Can I wait 10 more minutes? Can I wait 15 more minutes? And it's building up those minutes and space and time in between the the yes, the automatic yes, the reflex of yes, the reflex of this is what I want to do. Build your habits slowly. We aren't talking about making massive change. And I will tell you right here, right now, postpartum is not the time for massive change. It, it's the time to be able to work through these processes of reflection so that you can build the foundations of the life that you want to live for your children and for yourself. And these habits that I've designed for you, this, or not habits, this, um, idea that I've built for you, this cycle that I've looked, that I've worked on is meant to help you so that you can reconnect to the point of what you need. So the show notes will have the list of what is, um, they'll have a list of all of these action steps and the cycle. And then if you want a picture or a graphic of it, I have it posted on my Instagram feed, um, Dr. Caitlin Galloway. And I really hope to see you there. If you comment on any of the posts, you'll automatically start a conversation with me. So I really hope to see you there. Um, have a wonderful day and I will see you on Monday. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at the new mom naturopath.com.